All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back uh, to the Rigos Rag Podcast. It feels weird saying welcome back. Maybe I should just say welcome. Uh, it's been so long since we last did one of these. Uh, it's crazy, man. Time time really gets away from you uh, during the regular season. We're already over halfway done. Uh, the Redskins are now 1-8 and eight after losing to the Buffalo Bills 24-9. to nine. Uh, it's been a season to forget, uh, but we can still talk about some things and uh, some some interesting developments this past week. So uh, we'll talk about that. I got Connor Forrest with me. Connor, how you doing? It's been quite a I'm while. I'm doing great, brother. I know it has been a second. It has been a second, but I'm doing fantastic. How has life been for you, dude? Honestly, I, I was talking to I was talking to you before this, but it's just like I know, like I was I, we were really trying to do the weekly pods this year, but like right when we were starting to get into that groove, midterms hits, and then you know it's just like. All this busy work, group projects, clubs, stuff like that. It's just like, oh my God, like where does the time go? <laughs> yeah, it is astonishing how quickly time just, just dissipates into the air. You're like, Lord have mercy, it's already November. It's just like, God, I wasn't even ready for the, uh, like Halloween. And then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm starting to cook a turkey in a couple of weeks. Like, well, what's going on here? I know, like seriously, it's, it's crazy. I will say, I, I was happy about daylight savings the other day because I was running on like, <laughs> an average of four hours of sleep and I just kind of crashed. I was just like, I can't do this. And then next thing I know, it's like, Oh, I got an extra hour of sleep. So I got 12 hours on Sunday, got, got replenished. So that's good. Amen. Yeah. 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 Time passing comes with some advantages for sure, but uh, it does indeed, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to ask you, uh, how, how are you feeling now that your uh, nationals are world champions over there? Oh, DC, man, what a time to be a DC sports fan. Like, I, I can't believe that sentence even came out of my mouth. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just just fantastic. I mean, what a story. And what a team. I mean, I said earlier, um, the Nationals are a story that just goes beyond sports. I mean, talk about the way that their season kind of unfolded and, and the way this town it comes together. I think it's a, it's a really good talking point for a lot of media members who don't know DC when they say, well, you know, DC is a very divided area, and this you know team brought them together. And well, yeah, I mean, I agree. They, they the Nationals always you know when when DC teams are doing well, it always brings people together. But this city is is very unified. I mean, people in Virginia, Maryland, DC. I mean, they love their sports. They love Nationals. You know, baseball, cats hockey, and skins ball. When they decide to know what they're doing, I mean, it was just <laughs> fantastic. I had a cold this week. Still managed to go down to DC a couple times to. to hit some viewing parties and uh, extended this cold for maybe two weeks just out of pure irresponsibility, but it was worth every bit of it, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Weren't they like 19 and 31 at some point in the season? Like everyone was writing them off and then I just went on this crazy run and ended up winning it all. That's, that's insane, man. I feel like it's astonishing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Imagine like, imagine if you like had a feeling back then, you're like, I'm going to put some money down on this. <laughs> Whoever made that bet is not in DC. I can assure you, they're somewhere in Tahiti or in the. <laughs> seriously, <laughs> seriously, man, I, I can dream. I was like, I was thinking to myself, man, I wish, <laughs> I wish I had that foresight. <laughs> I do not have that foresight. I mean, if you'd see my pickums from this last week in football, man, I was like four and twelve. It was the worst showing ever. Like, I'm never gonna bet on football. Again, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, football is a tricky sport. Yeah, sports does it that way. I know Jacob is having a little bit more success, but uh, yeah, yeah, he was like yeah, twelve been... and one or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's he's found himself some success, but uh, at least you guys have the money too. Unfortunately, I'm sitting here drinking diet coke because I can't even afford a real coke. So, <laughs> <you know? laughs> exactly. So we're yeah, that's it, man. 
Yeah, I can't let Jay be the swelled head over there, but he has been doing he has been doing well. I, I'm thinking about using his picks this week. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But after last week, I'm on I'm on life support over there, so I gotta I gotta figure it out for sure. One pick I did get right though, Buffalo and Washington. I had a you know I had a feeling Buffalo was gonna pull away. People were saying, oh, they're not legit, but uh, neither the Redskins, and they kind of proved that. Uh, they lost twenty four to nine. It was away, so they, they didn't have the home crowd advantage. Although with Washington, you, you can say that they never have the home crowd advantage because uh, people don't want to go anymore. But that's a different topic. Uh, let's let's talk about that game. Let's just talk about the game. Uh, I assume you watched it, right? Oh, absolutely. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately I did sit it's down like, and burn like an two ab- two and a half hours. It's like an abusive relationship. You just you can't it really get out is. Of it. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's, it is. Yeah, the game. The game was just you know it was just a typical. Um, it really was just a snapshot of what the season has been. I mean the 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 offense is as anemic of an offense as I've uh, as I've ever seen. I mean, in ways it just you watch it and you're going, is this preseason football or <laughs> are they trying what like what what's going on here? I mean besides Adrian Peterson. Uh, who seems to just be aging backwards? I know, right? I mean, the the, the team itself just—I um, I mean, you know, you can—you know—you start seeing when you're one and eight, you're, you're going to start, and the next step of this is just starting to see guys start losing interest and in even really trying and giving effort, which is which is really tough. But you know, again, we talk about culture all the time, and and um, there's got to be a vision here uh, for this team and and for for Bill Callahan and. You know, for management of this team, the, the fact of the matter is is that yesterday's game was a perfect example of the defense. You know, look, by the mind, when you have John Allen and, and Deron Payne on your defensive line, they're, they're always going to give you something. Um, but it was just a classic example of the defense giving you what they have, uh, the you know, the best of them doing well, and, and, you know, guys like Josh Norman and Fabian Moreau continuing to, to struggle. Uh, and then the offense just giving you zero chance, absolutely giving you zero chance whatsoever. Um, and there, there's going to have to be in the coming weeks uh, for this team, it, there's going to have to be a definition of direction of what their goal is. Because, you know, like it or not, they're they're playing, you know, another seven games here, another six games, and, and uh, they're they're going to be hopping on a plane on some of them. They're going to be strapping up pads either way, and they're, they're going to have to play. And it really genuinely just comes down to what are they playing for? What direction are you going to give them? Um, what motivation are you going to give the fans to show up, to, to even watch, to even care, uh, and for the players to care? And I don't know about you, it just seemed yesterday like it was just, they're just it just seemed to be everywhere. It just seemed to be all over the place. And there's really no uniformity with the team Um on any level, it just seems as if there's a lot of disconnection. Um, I don't know what you, I mean, I, I know you, you watched the game. What, what, what did you think? Yeah. I mean, when you have an interim head coach, I mean, that's kind of what you get. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I kind of saw the same thing. Uh, they're, they're clearly kind of all over the place. I think that was the, I think they've extended their no touchdown streak to like 13 quarters or something. That's so fantastic. That, that's, that's fantastic, man. That's exactly <laughs> what you're going for. Right. But uh no, I, I think, um, yeah, and like you said, they got some talent and pockets on the team, but, you know, uh, they, they're going to have to make some substantial changes in the offseason. And I saw, I've seen people, like, speculating, oh, maybe they'll keep Bill Callahan as the head coach. Uh, I am I am not on that train, I can tell you that. That's, uh, 
yeah, he's a, he, he, a lot of people kind of got enamored with his early quotes. Like, yeah, we're going to be, we're going to hold people accountable. You know, we're going to have tough practices now, but uh, he, he, he's just, he's, he ain't it guys. He ain't it. Uh, so Greg Minuski isn't it either. So I think we're, we're seeing that it's kind of a lame duck year for these guys, but like you said, they can still kind of establish a direction. I think maintain some development, uh, get the younger guys more opportunities. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. I do want to dwell on Adrian Peterson, man, because I got to eat crow on him. Earlier, before the season, I was saying, you know, Darius Geis to take the reins with, without a without a problem. Uh, Peterson will fade away. Uh, Geis got injured, so that kind of helped Peterson uh, get back into the premier role. But Peterson, man, he is, oh my God, he he wasn't at to his peak form uh, on Sunday, but I, I got to say, on some plays, he was close. Like that guy, he's still so spry. Uh, it, it's it's insane, man. I mean, I, I can't imagine what workout regimen he's on to keep himself in this good of shape uh, at, at like what thirty four years old now. Yeah, that's it's insane, man. Yeah, it's and just to let you know, dude, there is a crow buffet for everybody to eat because if you came to me like at the end of the year, I mean, I don't think there was a single person who thought that he could replicate, not even replicate, but but even do better uh, than than just the explosion. The I mean. There is really something to be said for his impact just in the locker room um, as a veteran who just shows up and does his job and runs so angry and runs so hard. Uh, it's, it's amazing. I mean, Adrian Peterson is, is really one of the brightest spots, stories uh, for this franchise in the last few years. I mean, there really has not been a consistent bright spot for this team um, for a while. And no, Adrian yeah. Peterson has provided that. Um, Again, the impact for young guys like Darius Geis and for guys in the locker room who are learning. I mean, to learn from somebody like that, like, you know, could you ask for anything better? Yeah. Uh, but Adrian yeah. Peterson is, uh, yeah, what a story. I mean, he is. He is He is uh, an incredible story. And again, yeah, everyone, including me, can, can attest to the fact that we all didn't know. I mean, no one saw this coming. Um, but definitely such a bright spot. And honestly, the fans deserve something. <laughs> they really deserve something to see when they turn on the TV. Uh, and uh, and just the highlight of him just just taking a cornerback yesterday and, and just pounding him into submission just was just – it was everything that you love about football. You love about a football player like him. Just – yeah, what a story! What a story that guy is. Yeah, yeah. When you when you follow Washington football, you you gotta you gotta take the little victories because you're not getting the big ones <laughs> at this point. No and, uh, yeah, for sure. And Peterson, man, he's yeah, he's been crazy, uh, producing at a crazy rate. I think he's, you know, these past few games, he he's been on pace for a thousand yards. I mean, Tom will tell if he if he if he's gonna get there, he's got to have a strong finish to the season. But Callahan's definitely using him a lot more than Gruden was, and uh, it's. It's working so far, uh, not not in terms of wins, but for Peterson individually, he is really um, he, he's still just churning out yards. I think he's, I don't know how close he is to the top five all time, but he he's getting closer every day. So that's that's a little victory. Uh, we'll talk about another little victory. Uh, it's actually a big little victory. Uh, Dwayne Haskins got the start on Sunday uh, because Case Keenum had a concussion. Case Keenum having a concussion is not a victory. Uh, you never want someone to be injured, but. Haskins did get valuable experience, and it looked like he kind of made some strides from his past on-field experience. What did you think about uh, Haskins' game? Yeah, I thought I thought he looked. Um, I thought it looks pretty good yesterday. Really, I thought. I thought uh, more importantly, uh, people looking for the big play, the big throw. Um, yeah, 
I think the key word there was actually just, I think it looks comfortable, a little more comfortable. Um, I actually thought the biggest thing that I took away yesterday was his comfort uh, on blitzes. You can immediately tell uh, they were bringing six guys just about every snap. Um, Buffalo were bringing the heat. I mean, that was that was something that was preached to them over the week leading up to the game. I mean, they were, they were bringing the pressure. Uh, and, and Dwayne Haskins, I will say, um, for people who say he's a statue in the pocket, um, he really, really did look comfortable. He looked like he was going through his progressions. Uh, there was one or two inaccurate throws, but uh, I, I really did like to see um, – his ability to remain calm under pressure. I think that was the, that was one of the bigger knocks on Kirk Cousins uh, was he would draw off his back foot sometimes under pressure. He would make that flip in decision or his feet weren't fully set. Um, Dwayne Haskins is a big guy, a much, much bigger than, um, I mean, we were down, me and Matt were down in training camp. It was the first thing we saw when he walked past us. But dude, this guy's massive. I mean, yeah. He's a big dude. Yeah. And he stands in the pocket well. Uh, and he was patient. I thought he looked good. I obviously, a couple timing things were off, um, and I think one of the things that he's going to have to continue learning yesterday uh, didn't get too much better than previous weeks was going through protections, uh, being able to work protection schemes. Um, his communication with the offensive line is going to be key, uh, you know. But uh, but I, I thought it was a good first step. I thought it was a good step in the right direction. I think again the the thing that Skins fans really the only thing left to watch for the rest of this year is um, progression. Just progression, if Dwayne can just get better, just, just even in the littlest ways. Um, look, he didn't throw any picks yesterday. And, like, again, we, we take the mini victories because we're abysmal. We're a terrible football <laughs> team. But the, the mini victories add up over time. And uh, I think you want to see progression. Um, you want to see comfort. And you also want to see his confidence build uh, because Dwayne is naturally a more confident guy. Like we saw with RG3 that, you know, especially later, we realized how you know fragile his confidence was. But Dwayne is a confident guy, but everyone's human. And at the end of the day, when you come off of two halves of football, jumping in against the Giants and jumping in against the Vikings and struggling the way he did, um, that's a knock. That's a knock on your confidence. And, and as much as you stand up on the podium and say, you know, I'm learning, I'm, I'm going to be good, uh, it naturally is a knock on your confidence. But um, I, I thought he looked comfortable yesterday, and I, I want him to continue to build his confidence because um, I – I, I do think that he's got a great skill set to succeed. And I think that just continues to build with reps. Um, and that's why, you know, with we'll definitely talk about it coming up here, but uh, with, with Callahan naming him the starting quarterback and, and getting him the reps and getting him the game experience coming up is going to be more important than anything. Yeah, yeah. And like you said earlier, I mean, the biggest thing is progression. We're not looking for a perfect passer rating yet. And Haskins was far from perfect on Sunday. I thought, you know, when I, I came away from it, you know, he improved for sure. He looks like he's getting more comfortable, but his game just kind of lacks a certain smoothness that you get from other guys who are more experienced. You know, Definitely. Like Jimmy Garoppolo this year, he looks really smooth. Uh, you know, the, the, all the trademark guys, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, those guys just have a smoothness. You know, they know what's their second, what's their uh, plan B, you know, if, if something isn't working, you know, what if they have to move this way, this way, you know, what if the pocket's collapsing? I do Dwayne clearly doesn't really have that smoothness yet, uh, but he, he he clearly has the toughness uh, to stand in there and uh, you know take the lumps. We've seen that uh, time and time again, but he's still trying to get the pace of the game. And I, I liked uh, credit to Callahan. I did like how they approached the game for Haskins. They focused. He said they focused more on the operational aspect of the quarterback position. You know, getting guys to the to the line at the right time, calling the right protections. You know. Just, just command at the command at the at the line before the snap is is big, and that pre-snap stuff they're really working on that with Haskins, and I think that'll help. 
so that when they're like, all right, time to start producing more, it'll be easier for Haskins to kind of apply that. But um, yeah, I, I thought he lacked a certain smoothness. I thought that contributed to some of the inaccuracy, uh, some mechanical issues. But that, that those will once he gets the operational stuff down, you think you you figure he'll be able to kind of hone in on that a little bit more and piece that together as a part of his game and really complete his game. Um, and like you said, I think that comes with reps. Uh, now Callahan today in a press conference declined to commit to a quarterback for the rest of the season. He said, you know, we still need more time to make a decision. And he was pressed on, and I think by Washington. Times Kareem Cope or Washington Post Kareem Copeland, and uh, he he just said, "Hey, well, we we have some time to make a decision. We're gonna we're gonna take it." I don't know. What do you what do you think about that? If 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 I'm making the call, I'm I'm naming Haskins the starter right now, giving him as much time as he needs to have this confidence imbued in him by the coaching staff and uh, just prepare him for what should be a pretty easy matchup, a matchup that can build his confidence even more, uh, the Jets coming out of the bye week. What do you, what do you think about that? What, what's your optimal situation here? Yeah, I, I mean, I think what, uh, you know, I think what, and I respect Bill Callahan a whole bunch, but I think what he said was idiotic. I mean, if we're calling <laughs> balls and strikes here, I mean, it was, it was more, I don't know what, you know, again, we, we, you have to, you have to understand that these, these decisions send messages. And whether you make this decision in two weeks or a week, it matters. The whole point of, of yesterday's routine was to go to Dwayne Haskins at the end of the game and say, buddy, listen, we're working on stuff. There's some things you got to work on. But by the way, you're our guy here. You're our guy, and you're the guy who, who's going to lead us going forward. I, we said so many times, Case Keenum is not going to be here next year. He's receiving half of his paycheck from the Redskins and half from the Broncos. He's a journeyman. He's a good. He's a, he is a fantastic teammate, and I think at times he can be a decent quarterback. He's not a part of the future, nor is Colt McCoy. You have to understand that by not starting Dwayne Haskins, A, you're wasting everybody's time. Like, this is a complete waste of time. <laughs> watching, I mean, watching Colt McCoy sling it or watching Case Keenum sling it is an absolute waste of time at this point because you're not progressing anything. The whole point of this is to progress. What are the Dolphins doing? Sure, they're losing. Of course, the Jets decided to stop that because they're the Jets, but they're progressing towards the draft. They're progressing towards the future. They understand that there are guys that are in the locker room right now that will not be there next year. And the point is, is we are building towards something bigger. The Redskins thing that they're building towards is Dwayne Haskins. That is the X factor. If you're not getting him better, you're wasting your time. And you know, like I said, if you're, if you need to establish confidence in the kid and say, listen, you're our guy. Know that, yeah, we do have a week to make the decision. But why not make it now and have in his head that over the bye week, just so you're aware, Dwayne, get yourself ready mentally because you're the guy. Don't, you're not going to be sitting around waiting for your phone to buzz next Monday and then you get the call. Prepare like a starter. Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers – they don't have bye weeks. These guys are constantly preparing for the next week, making themselves better. And I'm not saying that Dwayne won't do that. But instill in him that, hey, you're the guy. You're not going to be looking at your back all the time. You're not going to be – we're not going to be breathing down your, your neck. You're not tossed into a bingo cage and we're just pulling out random quarterbacks each week. You're the guy. Don't worry about looking behind you at Case or Cole. Look in front of you. Look at the game ahead of you. Look at the film ahead of you. Send the message that he's your guy and send some confidence. And it's like, you know, when I hear him say we have a week to make that decision, I'm like, 
why, why? Just what, why? Why would you take the time? Like, we're not 11 and one here. This is not a 12 and 14. Like, no, dude, like, let's go make some moves, like make the call, make, make it clear that he's your guy instill some confidence and let's get this horse on the road. I mean, especially since you're playing the jets next week, like I, you don't have an easier game on the schedule. Take advantage, take advantage and build the guy progress. That's the whole theme of this. Just continue to progress. You're not doing it with case. You're not doing a cold. You, you got to do it with Dwayne. He's the guy that's going to be here for the future and treat him like it. Yeah, yeah, and going going off that, I mean, what you talk about messages? What kind of message does it send to Dwayne Haskins if you bench him for Case Keenum, who was one in seven, uh, and then you know wasn't doing anything? You don't gain anything from seeing him play, but they're just playing him because oh, well, he gives us the best chance to win. It's like correct, yeah. You're one in eight, all right. You might as well be mathematically eliminated. Winning does nothing. At this point, and you know what kind of message does it send to your rookie quarterback who's looking for you to invest your time and resources into him, who's looking for you to give him that vote of confidence that says, like you said multiple times, you know, hey, he's the guy. That's the biggest thing. The Giants, they made Daniel Jones their guy. You know, no matter how he plays, they're sticking with him. Kyler Murray, the Cardinals, he's their guy, no matter what. You know, it's it's really and yeah. Drew Locke might get that same treatment in Denver uh, in in a little bit. Who knows? We'll see. But if the Redskins go back to Case Keenum, it's an exercise in futility. It does nothing for the team because they're not competing, and you know it, it just relegates Dwayne Haskins to the bench. And Haskins has clearly seen every time he's hit the field, we've seen him improve in some way or another in preseason. He, he didn't make the same mistake twice from week to week. Uh, it, the first two uh, stints in the regular season, those were rough. But he comes back, his first start against the number three yardage-wise defense in the league in Buffalo. And, you know, he, he limited his mistakes. He showed clear mental progress uh, from, from game to game and really just kind of instilled some confidence in the fan base that, hey, you know, this guy, he can progress. He just needs to be given the opportunities I don't know why this team would even fathom willfully taking those opportunities away from Haskins. You know, I, I yeah, don't... yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I, I know I couldn't agree with you more. And it's like again, that's just a big question: is what, what are you playing for? Are you playing to win? No, you're playing to progress. You're playing to get your guys better. It's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's just it's weird to me, man. Uh, I would and maybe you know. I think someone, someone, I think Mark Bullock on Twitter was saying, you know, either Callahan's thinking one or two things here, uh, that hey, Dwayne's our guy, but maybe we want to keep the Jets out of the loop or something, give him, a, give him a competitive advantage. I don't, I don't peg Callahan as the guy who's that much forward thinking. Uh, I don't know about you, uh, but uh, the other one is just that they're straight up, they're just they, they, they're not thinking the right way, and I. I don't know. I'm not going to make assumptions here, but the fact that they didn't go with Dwayne right away is a little concerning. Now it is a it is a bye week, so they they didn't practice today. I think they're going to practice on Wednesday. Is the first day they practice, so maybe they'll reconvene then, and that's when they'll make the call. I don't know uh, how the timetable is going to work here, but um, I would like them to make make that call soon. And uh, I, I ultimately, you know, there's no upside. There was never any upside with Keenum. I mean, they should have realized, hey, that they're not winning this year. I mean, when you have a lame duck coach and Jay Gruden, 
uh, and that, that didn't work out. They, I feel like they should have realized that earlier. I, I put this on Twitter, but, you know, everyone's been making a big deal about, oh, is Dwayne Haskins ready? I think if they had started Haskins from the get-go, put their confidence into him then and taken the lumps early on, those calibrating games where he's still getting, to, getting adjusted the pace, I don't think we'd be talking about him being ready or not right now because yeah. they would have just gone with him, you know, through through the lumps and all. It's it's all based on him learning because since they didn't go with him right then, then you, you, you cultivate this narrative that, oh, he's not ready. Oh, he can't read NFL defenses. Oh, he's not smart enough to play the quarterback position. It's just it's detrimental. To, it's not beneficial for anyone really, and especially yeah. not for Haskins, who has to deal with all this noise. So, uh, they were they were definitely to me they were negligent there. But I feel like they have a chance to remedy that right here by uh, starting Dwayne Haskins moving forward. So uh, I guess we'll see what happens. What do you think about um? A lot of people have been have been kind of speculating on whether Haskins was the right choice at number fifteen and. And we we can get into that all all day, but uh, from what you've seen, are you are you confident in uh, are you are you kind of excited for how he might progress in in these final uh, seven weeks, assuming he is the starter moving forward? Yeah, I mean it's it's always a little. Bit, I mean it's kind of a little bit of both. I mean it's, you're you're naturally excited about the frame, the physical attributes. I mean the frame, he's got a massive arm. Um, big guy, good pocket passer. I think that's what the Redskins have been looking for. Um, kind of a solid pocket passer. You know, when they drafted RG3, they didn't have that. And Kirk Cousins was kind of the, the, the last, like, real genuine solid pocket pass that we had. Alex Smith didn't, didn't show him, you know, didn't show us what he, what he did in, in Kansas City. But, you know, the physical attributes get you excited. But, you know, when I look around the league and I see guys like Gardner Minshew out there and I see, um, you know, like you said, Jimmy Garoppolo. You, I mean, how many rookies across the league or young guys across the league are tossed into situations where they have to start and they're they're finding a way to do it? Um, I don't like the idea of treating them with kid gloves. Like I, I, you know, you hear the constant, "Well, he's not ready. He's not ready. He's not." You know, well, sometimes in life and especially in sports, you're not ready. And I think being a professional athlete means that you have to sometimes perform when you're not fully ready. Yeah. You're not fully prepared. Um, that's where your talent will sometimes take over. Um, but, you know, look, when Kirk Cousins went on that 2015 run, you know he was named the starting quarterback a week and a half before the season started. Uh, and to me, it's like he wasn't getting any first-team reps in training camp. He wasn't getting – I mean, he was preparing on the side. But he wasn't getting any first-team reps in training camp. And Kirk Cousins came out in week, you know, week one in 2015 against the Dolphins. And by the end of the year, they were in the playoffs. And that, that's what sports is sometimes. That's what life is. You, you, you show up and you have to find a way to make things work. And when I constantly hear that he's not ready, and we know that he's not ready, and we know that he has things to work on, but I hate the constant babying in a sense of, yeah. well, he's not, he doesn't understand these things, and there's a transition from Ohio State. Obviously there is. Obviously there is. Like this is, but Daniel Jones has, has figured out how to make it work. And, you know, like I said, like Gardner Minshew has figured out how to make it work. It, yeah. You know, Gardner Minshew was a six round pick and you're going, if you're going to take a guy at 15 overall, and I, I, I want to see with Sean Salisbury, who said this, but and this is well before training camp even started. He said, if you take a guy 15th overall, you should be comfortable starting him all 
all 16 games. Yeah, and, and you, if, just, and you if, should be comfortable with if that. If I can interject here, you know, the the, yeah. the, the saying not ready is completely arbitrary. I mean, it, it begs the question, not ready for what, you know? like Yeah, no question. Like, in the Redskins context, it seems like it's always not ready to win games. Well, it's like, hey, back to this, you're 1-8, and eight, so... Yeah. I don't think you really need to worry about winning at this point, you know? It, yeah, it, this is exactly right. Yeah, and I was I was I said this in preseason, you know, it, is he ready to start and win games? Probably not, but is he ready to learn? Is he ready to get on the field, uh, gain information from the field from the pace of the NFL and apply that in later weeks and kind of progress from week to week? Is he ready to learn? I think you can always say yes to that. I mean, Haskins in in the preseason, he was tough. He was poised, and you know he showed growth from week to week. I think that's all you need to see, and we're starting to see that again in the regular season, which is always good. Uh, but this this conjecture about oh well he's not ready, those vague statements, it's like that that doesn't do anyone good because it's it's yeah. a lot more complicated than that. And yeah, I'm I'm glad to see that we're starting to find uh, we're starting to gain some traction there. But uh, ultimately, it's up to the coaching staff uh, whether he gets to start uh, against the against the Jets, whatever. They'll have the time to make the decision. And um, once they do, uh, Haskins or Keenum, if they get Keenum, they'll, they'll have time to prepare for the game. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do there. Um, definitely a lot of ways it could play out. But I think it's pretty uh, it's pretty crucial uh, for Haskins' development. You know, you, you got to, like you said before, got to instill that confidence in him. Gotta gotta express your confidence that he's the guy and that you're willing to take the lumps moving forward. So we'll see what happens. Unfortunately, we are out of time, guys. Connor, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, glad Anytime to have you back. Thanks, on. man. Yeah, man, appreciate it. Uh, as for as for us, uh, that is the, that is it for the Rigos Rack podcast. Uh, be sure to check out our content on the site. We got more stuff daily uh, coming in. As as for us here, uh, we are out of time. Peace out. Have a good night.